1: Today we're covering *The Omen*, the original *The Omen* from the seventies, with Stan the Mechanic. Welcome back, Stan.
2: Hey guys, so good to be here and to discuss. uh, You know, my brethren, I am the Satanic Mechanic after all. That is true. You're related (laughs) to Damien,
0: right? No, like when you talk to Damien, because he didn't have any job, little brat. Like, (laughs) why is he not pulling his weight? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but yeah, no, we're happy to have Stan back, because we are still in our 70s shit. This, We keep not remembering what themes we throw out, because we're distractible on Fear Street. But we are spending time in the 70s <laughs> for these first two months of this season. And it is definitely Damien's time, I guess. I guess. It is. Here we yeah. are.
1: Here we are. But before we get into the omen, let's catch up with Stan. Stan, what you been reading, watching, playing, all that?
2: Oh, boy. Um, Well, just last weekend, um, I had a great opportunity. I was a host of a queer horror panel for Gaming Live. So that was the event from uh, Gaming Magazine, which is the uh, only LGBT-focused gaming magazine in in the world. And... um, the event was like a phenomenal success. Like th- over the weekend they had 1.6 million people participate in in one of the events. So it was kind of like a virtual convention. And the guests on my panel were uh Miss Bitch Pudding, the winner of Dragula <laughs> Season Two. Yes. Uh and Erica Clash, who was her castmate there. And uh then Far in the way, what the kids were so excited for was uh we had Maggie Robertson and she's the uh the voice actress that plays Lady uh Demetresque from Resident Evil Village, you know, like the big tall sexy vampire mm-hmm. lady. <laughs> the lesbians have taken her as an icon and honey, <laughs> it's good for them. So uh <laughs> That that was a lot of fun. So um it was great to get Stan back out there. Uh, cause I kinda, you know, been slacking a little bit, but it is spooky season, so it's busy season and I'll That's be true. uh back to recording. I'll be recording from home though, do more homegrown content, and um I'll be uh doing a monthly video series with my friends over at um sidekick productions and i'll be on their sidekick power hour uh the first week of every month giving some horror recommendations And they're also the team of people that I uh, recorded a cameo for in the movie, uh, A Taste of Youth, which is forthcoming. So uh, I'm a scream queen, y'all. I'm a scream queen. I love it.
0: Like the devil stays busy, but Stan the Mechanic stays busier.
2: Um, I
1: I hope you're the final girl.
2: (laughs) I can't say.
1: You need to either be the final girl or the slut that dies first. So the Helen stuff?
0: shivers. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> it could go either way.
0: It could go both. I don't know. Maybe you double cast.
1: Like <laughs> oh.
0: It worked for Devin Sawa.
2: Sure did. Oh. I'm so excited for Chucky! The already later. name dropping. <laughs> I see it already. Uh, I am looking forward to that, but I, I'm like one of those losers. I don't have USA, so I have to wait till it drops on Peacock. So I'm gonna have to be waiting for my Chucky fix. But uh, I did recently watch e, uh, the entire Hellraiser franchise. Um, oh, yes, uh, I went with some friends. Apparently, the MoMA in New York City was doing like a horror-themed uh, kind of um, exhibit for like a month over the summer and they were playing Hellraiser and that's one of my friend's all-time favorite movies. And we went and it just kickstarted me. So um, I, I dove through that franchise and, it was a lot. It was work. I, I you know, uh, but I watched every single film. I, I am so excited for Miss Jamie Clayton. I can't wait yes. to see her it. Um, but it was fun. And, and in the interim, I did go to Monster Mania. So I got to meet the OG pinhead, Mr. Doug Bradley. And he was a treasure. I have to tell you, he was giving me all the behind the scenes tea on part four bloodline. <laughs> and he was talking some smack about his like co-stars and stuff. It was great. So, uh, but, uh, Very excited to see what Jamie Clayton has to offer, and um, yeah,
1: I I love those. I love the first two for sure. And I just recently, after we covered the first two, I was like, you know what, I need to see where more of this is going. So I watched the third one, and that third one is interesting. (laughs) (laughs) I have heard that like there are some other ones later on that are better, you know, than some of the other ones, but. Here we are. I am also extremely excited for this new one with Jamie Clayton. I have. I'm such a, hit, a fan of hers since Big Sky. I've followed, in, uh, and then uh, since, eight. since Eight and all these things. Oh, I just love her so much.
2: Oh, do we even know who's playing like um, Pinhead in the 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 series? Because doesn't
0: matter. That I don't pin- think yeah. they even announce because <laughs> <else>, <laughs> I know
1: they can't beat Jamie. So they're just right? like, we'll just hope that they need more. <laughs> another fix you know i
0: just feel so bad because they're like yeah i'm gonna play pinhead i'm getting the things and then there's like there's a movie jamie Clayton's playing pinhead it's like oh man
2: what? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> maybe next time
2: yeah. <laughs>
1: yes. <laughs> yes. oh i just love her so much oh and i gotta i gotta plug her on my show star trek on this on discovery she gets to play a villain and she's like trans girl plays villain, and I'm here for it. Ooh. And she has so much fun doing it. She is fabulous.
2: I, I love can it.
0: I could see that for her. She's never played a villain in anything I've seen her in yet, but I could see that for her, because I've seen it.
1: backstage of interviews with her about it, and she was, like, pumped to finally get to be, like, before now. Now, I mean, now she's, like, the yeah. ultimate bad guy, right? But now, that, that way, she's, like, a bitchy Space pirate kind of thing, and I,
2: yeah. I aspire. Ooh. I mean, I I think we're in a a kind of like a a little golden age of like uh, trans actresses in horror because uh, I've also been watching America Horror Stories, and they had Miss Dominique Jackson played uh, Bloody Mary in that, probably the best episode of the season, and she absolutely killed it, you know? She's gorgeous. She is gorgeous. I'm very I still excited. I
1: need to memorize that that uh speech she does in pose to so that, that random white lady in the restaurant because I was living in <laughs> <laughs> that whole scene. I was like, Yes, mother, yes, reader." Uh,
2: I was just so happy to see her giving some t- uh different type of energy and a bit more range because uh, you know, not that we know of course we love uh electra abundance, but um You know, she she was serving all different uh, colors of the rainbow, so to speak, in terms of emotions and stuff. (laughs) So it was really really tight. I loved it. So I hope we get to see more of her. Uh, She was great in horror. I'd love to see it. For (laughs) sure. I would be there. Yes.
1: Um, All right. Well, plug for the listeners again if they have if if you haven't know by now. I mean, how do you even listen to us? But uh, plug all your (laughs) socials. Plug where they can find your material. All
2: that stuff. Oh, yes. Please, please follow me on Instagram slash Twitter at StanTheMechanic, all one word. And um, please visit me on my website to see some free shows and content and some writing that I've done at StanTheMechanic.com. Yes. Love it.
0: And just like by the merch, people, it's, it's quality. <laughs> like I, I definitely feel like I'm reliving my Lisa Frank era, but i understand the mechanic. And so there's like your mother sex cocks and <laughs> hell on my shirt. Um, but I have like the backpack and the t-shirt and I'm just like, I'm going to go right today.
2: <laughs> oh. <laughs> Thank you. I love it. Yeah, my classy merch with all the curse words on it. But hey, it it, it, it provokes a reaction,
1: <laughs> right? You you have and a brand, program. okay? You <laughs> stay on brand.
0: Listen, if they don't know what it is, like you need to watch The Exorcist. Also, you need to like <laughs> and, 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 Like fix your life on both fronts. Um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> but it's my favorite shirt. I need to wash her again. I keep wearing her, and my laundry doesn't do itself. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so,
2: same boat oh god and i'm, I'm wearing my nightmare and fear street tee but i gotta say it's super comfy i'm like so love said, it no. <laughs> <laughs> love it
1: love it all right y'all so, shall we get into the omen let us <laughs> let's do it fights on fierce here we go uh round one Ding. anyway uh, <laughs> um stan what's one of your first thoughts
2: well, you know, it, it's interesting. So we we start the movie and, um, you know, Kathy loses her baby, right? And um, apparently this has been a struggle for her. And, you know, she's been trying to have a kid and, and the child dies. And then, uh, you know, Robert, Mr. Gregory Peck doesn't want to tell her that the kid died because, you know, he doesn't want her to be hurt. So he ends up taking some, you know, strange kid from uh, another woman who supposedly died during childbirth and he's passing it off as his own. So great. So Kathy and, and Robert are super happy. They have their son and it's Damien and, um, You know, as he's getting older, some weird things happen. You know, like you know, his nanny hangs herself at his birthday party. Weird things. Uh, (laughs) Just
1: a few strange coincidences. A couple of
2: strange things. You know, (laughs) she she takes him to the zoo, and you know the animals kind of flip out about him. But you know, uh, they try to take him to church, and she like, and he like beats the hell out of her in the car. But you know, I, I was just surprised with as much trouble as she had conceiving and having a child that she really went from love to hate really quick with this kid because like the nanny, there was no way you could like pin that on Damien and okay. So he flipped out and beat her ass in the car that, that I would have held against him a little bit (laughs) after that zoo, she was (laughs) done with him. She was absolutely done with that kid. And then she finds out that she's pregnant and she's like, I want to abort it. So I I just, I feel like they could have stretched that out a little bit. Like it's, just turned on a dime.
0: <laughs> One of my notes is that Kathy was failed as most women characters are. And I have plenty of thoughts, <laughs> plenty. Cause again, this is another seventies movie and we caught this theme of kids being the horror in the seventies, which makes sense. Cause Roe versus Wade was just a thing. So all the scripts were sitting around and just now getting produced. And a part of me, cause like, she's just written in a way of, I'm just here as a prop in my husband's world. Because literally if your wife, and you lose a child, you should tell her. Oh. <laughs> he's, he's like, there's a random baby. She'll never yeah. know. My- she probably send something from the beginning. Like, I'm not maternal, but I would imagine if I carried something for nine months, I'd be like, this feels different. What is about it? Um, yeah. <laughs> but the way he also strolls into the home to be like, we're moving to London tomorrow. Surprise. And I'm like, does she not have friends? Does she not have family? Does she not have goals, and ambitions?
1: Yeah, She's just... I- She's just there. I I have the exact line she says to him, and she says, "What am I supposed to do?" Be and he his response is, "Be married to him." And I was like, "Right, my dude." Yeah. Also, yeah. verbatim my note about him giving her this baby is the fact that this man refuses to tell his wife that their baby died instead of and instead replaces it is peak hetero fuckery.
0: Listen, <laughs> listen. he would rather adopt Satan's baby than talk to his wife. Men.
1: Um, <laughs>
0: <men>. <laughs> but also like the way that she's just constantly disrespecting her own home. Like when this like devil nanny walks in and talks to her all kinds of ways. And she's like, I guess I like her. Where'd you find her? And he's like, I thought you found her. Like, <laughs> we're so intent on pissing on her that we're not even going, who's this bitch in our house? Because it's just like, Shh, women don't speak here. Who's this nanny? <laughs> Let her upstairs. Let her go be with her son by herself. I'm like, oh, 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 what kind of parenting is this? Were there no books in the 70s? Was <laughs> there no parent trap? Did nobody try?
2: Like- <laughs> <laughs> For real. And she was like, oh, I'll call the agency to confirm that. And then she dropped that real quick. And then I love how when they're getting ready to take Damien to church, she's like- the nanny was just like, no, I don't think he'd want to do that. I'd be like, bitch, are you serious? Like, Is this who- your child? <laughs> 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 who was cutting them checks? Like." Mm.
0: She was so cold. I didn't prep him. He's too young to go. And I was like, um, and you're too old to talk to me that way and not catch hands. Like, this (laughs) would have been a different movie. (laughs) Like, this woman had a (laughs) backbone. For real. (laughs) The audacity. And I'm also upset because this is one of those many times where we have this woman who's at least, at least 30 years younger than the husband character. Because, like, Gregory Peck was not the Gregory Peck that a lot of us remember from those old Turner classic movies. Um, this was him during his, like, I'm a grandfather era. And she's just like, I'm into this. I'm going to bust it open in this new house with no furniture. Like, he's going to do anything. Like, this was his era. You know how actors get to that point in time where they're like, I don't do sexes anymore. And they just have that look of, I won't even unbutton a button. <laughs> <laughs> and she's all like, fur coat down. And there is no chemistry. <laughs>
2: at all yeah that's a good point i noticed there was like zero chemistry when they were in bed together it just felt awkward yeah poor thing
0: (laughs) right because like that means that it's a passionless marriage where you don't get any say or agency and also he's brought in this devil's child and so like what do you got of this kathy like what is your game yeah yeah it yeah
1: there wasn't a lot of chemistry between them and i did i did also clock the whole like I need to have an abortion and this movie was released three years after v. wade was was decided so and how much that court decision influenced society and culture and how easily and, and not easily but how like she just said i need to have an abortion i don't want to have this kid because clearly something fucked up my first one <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, also she has to get her husband's permission which is not unlike today sadly um, and also the doctor snitches on her to be like yeah she wants the abortion and you should probably give it to her she's having all these things like if my therapist is talking to the man I'm sleeping with <laughs> we're not cutting any more checks like <laughs> why do I come to you right. um, the 70s were fucked I just I, I feel bad for Kathy and I want her to not be in the situation um, which she isn't for much longer so
2: <laughs> for real. She deserved better. It was just like, I I don't know. And I feel like the whole abortion storyline was thrown in. Like, you know, it it was Roe v. Wade. I'm glad it was talked about. It was kind of enlightening to see like how the doctor went and snitched on her and she had to get his, you know, permission and all that. But I was just like, that really felt like it was just thrown in Mm -hmm. to be thrown in because you know, how do you go from like her struggle to have a child to her just, just, Just abort it. Like, I don't want it. Like, get rid of it.
0: Don't get time with her because clearly she knows this child is evil that she already has in the home. She's like, what if I'm just giving birth to all the demons? Maybe I don't want anymore. (laughs) I respect that. But if we don't spend time with her, we don't know that. So it's just like, she doesn't have any thoughts. And now she wants an abortion. And he won't give her one. So she's just going to have to have this baby until Damien decides not to. I i I just I have so many thoughts and concerns about like what does Damien want other than to just like do fucked up shit like which I'm I'm not knocking because like by all means get in your track and kill people if that's what sparks joy for you but like what is your end
1: game? <laughs> well I mean I think I think that what you're seeing is the fact that he is just a child and children are fucking just menaces of chaos and this nanny is the one that's like let me open the door so he can get out and possibly go fuck some shit up i uh, you know i think that yeah it's, it's showing that he is just a, an agent of chaos i don't think he has a plan i think that he is has some weird aura around him that the mother senses the father it does not for some stupid reason because he's the one that we're well, right and you would think if i'm like huh this baby was just given to me in like Rome. Don't
0: take Maybe. a Rome baby. Never take a Rome baby. Like <laughs> You got a Rome for pasta and men, not babies.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and like, yes, yeah, so you would think he would have, and like, the, the first nanny that killed herself, who literally says, this is for you, Damien. This is for you. And then like jumps off the damn roof. I, like, I would have questions as well for this child. Like, what did you tell this nanny? <laughs>
0: no, I I think that the child, because he is the Antichrist. And so I don't think he's, like, playing on the same play school deck as the rest of us. So I think that he does have something, but we don't get to know what it is. And he's also smiling the camera a lot if he doesn't. And he's all like, ooh, that's my demon dog. Ooh, that's my demon <laughs> nanny. And so, like, <laughs> something should be happening, but we don't get to ha- know what it is. Other than him just being like... I don't want a new family. I like my toys here. (laughs) So I'm going to just keep this house
2: now. (laughs) It's true. Let me tell you, that kid served, though. Like, all he had to do was smile at the camera. I was nervous. I I mean.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I pulled up the cast list before we hopped on because I'm bad at names. And Harvey Spencer grew up to be a silver fox. And so I know something's wrong with him because, like, he's 51 and he's. He's looking right. Um, uh, uh. And so <laughs> I'm like, what did you do? Who did you kill? What's wrong?
2: Um, <laughs> For real. I, I you know, I struggled with that too. Like that, that first like uh nanny that hung herself, I still don't understand. Like you said, maybe he's just an agent of chaos. I, I understand why he tried to, you know, kill Kathy and her unborn child. Cause she, she had, you know, yes. he, cause he needed to inherit all of their wealth. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, to become, to take his place in the world as the Antichrist. So that made sense. Like, everything else kind of had motivation behind it, but I think, you know, he just killed the first nanny cause. Like, I mean... He was
0: bored. He's like, yeah. I'm just old for clowns. I'm a 9,000 year old demon. Fuck clowns.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, <laughs> dance, this is, nanny,
0: dance. Like, <laughs> this,
1: is, this is also before he gets kind of the dog and and the, nan- the hell nanny to kind of help him...
0: The dog was mm-hmm. present. The- the, the dog the was, pheasant,
1: but he wasn't like in the house with it, because the dog is more of a protector more so than anything else. But um, he didn't have the other, the nanny that he gets, so they had to make room for that new nanny to come in and be like, hello, I'm Hell Nanny. Um, <laughs> so you have to kill off the other lady. And I don't think that he, I don't know that it was like, because the thing with Damien, and I think it's really interesting, is that he, he never kills anyone just like flat out kills them he never kills anybody right in quotation marks accidents happen or they kill themselves or you yeah. know they a, a rod falls and they happen to be impaled and yada 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 but is he directing all of this is he or is he is it just spiraling around him because he has all this power and doesn't know what to do with it right now
2: True. I mean, th- those deaths were like Final Destination down, honey, because like <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey Roddick definitely saw this movie, was definitely a little bit influenced by it and I'm here for it because the deaths were pretty tight in this movie. I have to I have to say like, Listen. relatively bloodless, but they were on point.
0: <laughs> Listen, like um, Keith Jennings beheading with the glass plate window after he's like, I'll kill you little bastard kid, and then he was dead.
1: Um, and I do think it's anyone that ever gets too close to figuring out Damien that's when they go anyone that gets too close to figuring out who he is or what he is that's when they gotta go and I think that um, besides the mom mom, like you said Sheree she's just underwritten but the Hmm. mom doesn't really ever get anywhere because she's like what do you mean I have to leave London okay, let me try to squeeze this pantyhose over my head. and <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's something else that pissed me off. Robert took this new man that he met and who's helping investigate his devil son to Rome and left his wife unguarded and unattended at the hospital knowing that he has brought Satan into their lives. And it's gonna call her to be like, oh yeah, I'll send someone for you. Clearly you didn't give a shit about your wife. <laughs> like, Otherwise you'd have been like, I need to for her to heal or... Actually, go ahead and ship her somewhere else already. Because, like, was it? I almost called her Mrs. Whiteclaw. That is not her name. Wow. This
1: um, is
0: played by Julie White Law. Brain. Oh.
1: For the listeners out there, I am currently drinking a Whiteclaw, so I think. Just...
0: That's that's a weird name, though, Mrs. Whiteclaw. Like in the library with the, candle with the stick. candlestick.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> But like, yeah, no, like um, Mrs. Balak shows up at the hospital to deal with her with her own hands. She's like, you know what? I don't have time for it to wait for this kid to wake up again. I'm going to just go ahead and choke you real quick. Because well, she
1: tried to let the kid do it first. The kid didn't get the job done. Right? Mm-hmm. Right? And I will say the scene in which he does hit her as she falls off the balcony, the way that whole sequence is shot and edited and the score, Perfection. I loved because when he's spinning and his camera's spinning, and then she opens the door and you follow him out, and now it's singing it like now he's on a path, and you see her get up, and then you see him like watch her as she falls, and then you see because typically in a film like this you would see her like let go of the banister, and then you would see the the, the impact, but this you literally watch her slow mo fall, and then hit the ground. And that's, I I thought that the way it was shot and edited was. A masterpiece in my opinion. I
0: I thought there was gonna be a Mufasa scar moment, but he didn't actually like reach out and shove her. He just like looked at her. No,
1: because he does not kill anyone. You cannot pull you cannot put any of these deaths on him. Besides that is the club, but he shouldn't die. (laughs) True. I don't
0: know. I don't know. Somebody says for Damien and then like they they do something. I'm gonna assume Damien's part of it, but whatever. Um (laughs) one of my notes is that this movie's another one that does not explain. Mm. You would be a bad lawyer Because I <laughs> um, But this movie's another one of the movies From especially this era That doesn't understand that the horror is at home Because I want to know more about what this little shit is doing at home To the people in the home And they're all like let's father the father and his politics And see how his politics means something You've already mentioned it once or twice We're good Um, Even the Rome trip I mean I didn't really need it We could have gotten information some other way
1: mm. <laughs> I agree about the politics. I disagree about Rome. I think we needed to see him go. I think we, I feel like I wanted. I like seeing him go to Rome. I like seeing him revisit the, the hospital and finding out it had burned down the same year that the kid was born. I liked all the Rome sequences. Could You're right. It didn't. You what?
0: It could have been a phone call, because this movie is so long, which I think is another issue I'm having with it, is that it's just so long, and it's because the 70s love to have vibes, and like I'm like, get your vibes, but also, I got other shit to do. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you can't have two hours. <laughs> hey,
1: normally that would bug me, but I don't
2: know. It didn't with this one. I don't know. Yeah, I I, I think it could have been edited down some, too, and I, I think my big thing with this one is inconsistencies, because it's like... Um, you know, they spent, obviously, a ton of money to get them out into Europe to because fil- they did film in London. And yeah. I believe they did go to Israel to film that yep. scene in Megiddo. Um, and uh, then when they go to the graveyard to, like, dig up, supposedly, you know, <laughs> the kid's mother, it's like a fucking $3 set. Like, it looked like something out of the Universal lot. Like, it looked so <laughs> cheap and stupid. And I was just like... But why you spent so much on like the setting and the actors and everything. And then that's some cheap piece of shit scene. Like I I couldn't. Like
0: <laughs> I was like, was Spirit Halloween not around back then? Cause you could have gotten better quality
2: had For they. Real? Like, uh, uh, <laughs> and what was that skeleton supposed to be? A dog? It looked like a dinosaur. I don't know what the fuck that thing was. Like he
0: had to tell us what it was. Cause I was yeah. like, what the fuck is that? And he's like, it's a dog. I'm like, is it? I'm like is, is it? Is it? <laughs> 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 what kind of dog? <laughs> Show
2: me. <laughs> For real, I mean the, the dogs were you know the Rottweilers that attacked were scary and all that stuff, but um, but everything else I was like this is mad cheap. Like the the tombstones looked like foam and like you know I, I love how he was trying to like put effort into like unsealing the tomb and you could just see it moved immediately. Like it was just it was bad. It was messed up. It, it did, really took me out of it.
1: <laughs> it did feel like that scene was like shoot. Like they felt like the like they shot it all and you know, then like tested it and they were like oh wait. Something's missing.
0: Mm-hmm. We need to have not this. Wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it felt like a uh, rehearsal. They were like, let's get some rehearsal in so we can see how the scene feels. And they were like, oh shit, we had a time. We'll just use some of that footage. It's fine. And then, no.
2: <laughs> it was not fine. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it legitimately looked like the, um, the cemetery at the beginning of Frankenstein, like 1932's <laughs> Frankenstein. So I was like, and I'm here for that, but like, not with this. This is supposed to be a major, big budget film and like, When you cheap out like that, when everything else is so, like, you know, big and, like, over the top and, you know, they spent money on effects and then you drop in some bullshit. Like, you should have cut the scene. Like, it should have been a phone call. (laughs) It should have
0: been a phone call. So much of it could have been a phone call. Because this was, like, an hour and 50 minutes. And a lot of it was to them just sitting in scenes for too damn long. And it it feels like one of those movies. And... (laughs) I'm not gonna be diplomatic. It was one of those movies made for people who don't like horror movies, made for people who want Academy Awards, and it did win some Academy Awards, because like I and I'm saying this knowing full well that like I I am nobody, <laughs> but um, there's a special kind of movie where people are like, we aren't just doing horror, we're doing art, and we're gonna take all these dramatic beats and take our time, and we're gonna give you other information you don't give a shit about, and we might also give you a couple scares. Because the deaths were amazing. The soundtrack, amazing. Um, Idea, uh, good. But oh, <laughs> we could have done quicker. Uh, I've seen this movie done so much quicker because we've seen nothing but creepy kids <laughs> forever and always in the horror genre. And we get it done usually in an hour and 30 minutes. Uh, so what's the holdup?
2: For real, I think they should like, and I don't know if they've done it already, just make a movie about like the book of Revelation, the apocalypse, which a lot of the plot centers on. Just Just do that. Like that would be a great horror movie.
0: List, and we can get it done quicker, and we could like trim those scenes up, and it'll be cute. Because mm-hmm. literally, so many of these scenes, if they don't have a death or this underscoring, I I'm fine with them to be cut, and I wouldn't notice.
2: Very true.
1: I disagree. a <laughs>
0: choice, so I expect it. <laughs> I
1: I like I like this movie. I think that I I think the performances are there. I it could have been trimmed. That's true. I mean, like an hour and fifty is a little long. I agree, but I don't think I think you. I, I on the top of my head, I can't think of anything that's like besides the graveyard scene, I will give you all that. I can't <laughs> think of anything that's like, oh, that could absolutely go, but I wouldn't there and there are I think the politics scenes could go, but I like I said, I think I need the Rome. I like them going to Israel and seeing the the Armageddon city like I thought I thought was really interesting. I don't have a huge problem with the runtime. I think that if you cut it down to an hour 40, hour 45, I think it would be even better, but I don't think that it is necessarily a huge detriment. I do agree that the score is fantastic and the kills are great. And um, yeah.
0: I I think a lot of the scenes could be trimmed because like even the ones that are, they have something in there, they have too much space. Um, because like we get those back to back scenes where he walks in, and he's like, "We're moving to London," and then you see them in their London house, so they can pretend they're gonna have sex. And I'm like, "We don't need both of those back to back. We could have just had one and mentioned something we need from the other one." Right. Because like yeah. a lot of these scenes, a lot of these scenes are like four minutes, and we only need like a minute if anything.
1: I I can agree with that. I can agree with, with trimming some and taking some of that extra material out that isn't um, centrally focused on figuring out who the what the fuck this kid is. And what the fuck happened in Rome when I you gave me this damn baby.
0: <laughs> if I if I am writing the omen, I'm focusing on the kid and what goes on in the home. Um, that's where it is. That's kind of like what I'm I thought about the Exorcist because I'm just like, okay, we we get it. The priest has a history. We could have just like mentioned that. I don't care what he's doing. I need to see what Reagan doing. That's what Steve, I paid for.
1: Look <laughs> i I do somewhat agree with you on the Exorcist. I do agree with you on the Exorcist for sure. I just, I don't on this because what the dad is doing is centrally related to the son. Like, it's not like a set, like in the actress, it feels like what's happening with the priest is its own kind of storyline happening with his mom and she's sick and won't go to a home or, you know, all that stuff. That feels like a whole other plot point, plot divide. Devour- the
0: other priest, but that one too.
1: Right. But that feels like a whole other plot that could have been its own movie. But in this, I feel like everything, mostly, besides like like I already mentioned. So, talk of the about the stuff. other
0: priest that unleashes the demon because spent a lot of time with him before we meet Reagan and her family.
2: Oh, um, and the, like yeah. A
0: prelude. yeah. And that and feels prelude. like what his father's doing here. And that you're giving us all this stuff that you could just give us like a one sentence summary and let us go.
2: Yeah. I, and it's that like they give us all that extra information. And then there's like big glaring omissions. Like, for instance, the reporter's camera that could tell the future and how you're going to die. Why? Like, right. where, where, where did that happen or come from? Like, I, I would have like, it could have been cool if they put in like, I don't know, like some angel was trying to help them out or some shit like, you know, it's, it's like, yeah, you know, nothing, just absolutely nothing. It just yeah. is. And you're supposed to accept I'm- it.
0: Like and, like, and also that same reporter, he gives us the whole three sentence summary of how he gets to come in, in and out of this like priest's home because the cops don't believe anything, so they're just letting go. And I'm like, okay, that answers a question I wasn't going to ask you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but now I got to see you travel with this man you just met. Like, What's happening?
2: <laughs> yeah, it was I just think
1: I, the, the I mean, what I come with with the camera and how he can see, like, because it's not necessarily like here is this and this happens next and here is that like you know it 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 indicates things and i took that as well yes there's all there's evil and there is the antichrist there is also a secondary energy that is also trying to help the the other people survive and showing them what's happening but yeah i feel like that's that's what i took from it is that with the camera it was like like without literally saying this is what it is x equals y there's something out there that is trying to work against the antichrist because without that the antichrist would just happen
0: but why that camera and why that reporter because a lot of reporters are following this man around
1: because that reporter's been there I don't know
2: Yeah, it was... I I just feel like sometimes
1: there's going to be coincidences that just happen to storytelling. Like, I don't know. But we have
0: a two-hour movie, so, like, that's one of the things we should have inserted.
1: It didn't bother me. Didn't take me out. I don't know.
0: I think you just like the movie, and that's fine. You can like her, but, like, The girl wearing cheap shoes, as Hannibal Lecter told Joni
1: Foster's character. I mean, cheap shoes, and I
0: could smell her.
1: (laughs) Because I listen, I will criticize movies that I like that need to be criticized. I just that part didn't genuine. I I watched this movie multiple times, and I've never been like, huh. I wonder. It just it it doesn't happen for me. I don't know. Didn't happen. Mm
0: -hmm. You're a witness, Stan.
1: (laughs) That's fine. Like, I I agree with you on The Exorcist. I think that that storyline was unnecessary, but I think the 95% of what they gave us in this film was was necessary.
0: I will give this movie maybe 75%. Granted, I only watched it once as an adult, but I think 75% I could fuck with if we could just, like, trim some of it because, again, those scenes were too long to give us what little they gave us and I, I don't care to see them travel because, again, it could have been a post-it note. It could have... We, we summarized the wrong things and let the other things go because I want time in the home. I want to know why this kid is a threat. I want to know what his actual plan is because right now his plan is looking like, I'm going cookies to take your money, which, if that's his plan, cute, but I want to know that
1: specifically. <laughs> yeah, I disagree. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say... I think some of the stuff that's more interesting to me is all the stuff with the priest and like the stuff that happens. And I think that maybe that's why I like the stuff that happens in Rome because that's what I find really interesting. Is like I almost instead of a sequel, even though I have started watching the sequel since watching this this time, I would love a prequel. I want to know what the fuck is going on in this in this hospital when they who made the deal with the devil to like reproduce and the Antichrist to give it to this couple like I want and then it burns down. I want that tea. I want that drama. I want to know the how this all began. And so maybe maybe that's why the Rome stuff speaks to me is because that's what I find the most interesting.
0: I feel like the Rome stuff is almost I feel like that's a you thing because you have been having a religious moment because you're like I want to see the nuns in the church lately. And so maybe you are having a moment and that's why that speaks to you because I got nothing from it other than these are things you could have said to me over the phone. What? <laughs>
1: That's fair. I liked them going to find the the priest that was there when they got Damien, and he's all fucked up from the fire. And like, I don't I don't know if fire would do that to you. Number one, medical experts let us know because he looked real fun. His eyeball was <laughs> popping out. Like. What
0: kind of fire because it could have been an evil fire. We don't know. It was know. probably
1: some satanic fire, and that's true. That satanic fire will get you get mm-hmm. your eyeballs pumped out.
2: But to me, like, like that whole thing was another like inconsistency because it's like you would think everyone's getting killed off that gets too close to the truth. How are you going to let the priest that gave him the devil baby survive? You know what I mean? Okay. So that, that that's like it's another inconsistency to me. Like, you know, it's just like they, they kind of come in and out of their own mythology as it suits them and i guess you know that could be said for a lot of horror movies but that's another thing that really gave me pause i'm like how are you gonna let the one man that like knows the tea knows the truth survive and granted he was like you know he had one glazed eye and like (laughs) and like his stroke hand but he was still able to write out the name of the cheap cemetery that they went to so
1: I i think i mean i i don't know i don't think that it necessarily does because like i said the mom doesn't die at the first at the first try. Like I, I think that it's interesting because it's painting the antichrist and Satan and like the evilness that this movie is talking about as imperfect, which I think is interesting because not everything that it, every killer does is perfect. Not every attempt in a horror film that where people die works. So I think that you know maybe they it's just an oversight and. I don't know. Again, it just didn't didn't bother me. I don't know. There's a lot of oversights in the world.
0: I don't want to live in a world where Satan has oversights like our government. I need Satan (laughs) to stick to his plan. What? (laughs) He needs to have a plan. He needs to have actionable items.
1: (laughs) His plan is working. Damien is alive and moving on up in the world.
2: (laughs) Very true. Did you guys happen to see the... um, the uh the show and shudder about like cursed films and they did a whole episode on this movie.
0: Not yet, but I, I want to because I'm no, sure now I stuff. need to watch
1: it though.
2: It is really good. I mean, I, I have some, some highlights here because I watched that last night because I knew we were gonna talk about this and like If you believe, you know, I don't know what anybody's belief system is, but, you know, there is a strong argument to believe that, you know, Satan himself was trying to get this motherfucker shut down because... They knew uh, too much. (laughs) I I just have to give one spoiler because it was just too much. Like, the, um, the special effects guy that did, like, the decapitation and all this cool stuff, his name was John Richardson, right? And, like, after the film wrapped he got into, he was driving with his girlfriend and they got into this really messed up car wreck and his girlfriend was decapitated and that's the big special effect from the movie. But it gets even better. They were, the car crashed near a sign in the town of Omen, but it was spelled O-M-M-E-N and it was at the 66.6 kilometer mark. I can't, I can't. That was scary. Like all, that all is this, scary, like all the real life. Stuff. I take it back. I don't like this movie. I don't
1: that's like it. Like like
0: you, like it. That's how you like it? <laughs> <laughs> that's you lying to.
2: They were saying they were saying something like, you know, making a movie about Satan and all that kind of like invited him on set to party. And honey, he partied on this set. <laughs> like,
1: I mean,
2: it was that scary... the
1: sequels? <laughs> uh, that's a good question. Because there's two other ones.
0: And then the I am concerned. I'm gonna watch an episode. Yeah,
2: like, but, <laughs> but then again, we, we uh, not
1: need to air this one, sure We may need to skip this. One. <laughs> but,
2: but then if I also, wake up then like,
1: tomorrow, you know, i to air this because it's gonna. <laughs> yeah,
2: no, the next. because then, um, what's his name? When they made Passion of the Christ, Jim Caviezel or whatever, whoever played Jesus, got struck by lightning while he was walking up the. Oh. You know, the Golgotha or whatever. So, you know, it's a And he just... also worked on Mel
0: Gibson. So like you know Satan was busy on that one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Uh, that's great. Is Mel
0: Gibson Satan? That's the real question. <laughs> oh my God. Where was he at when these happenings were happening on the set of the oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Eyes on Mail? Eyes on Mail.
2: <laughs> no, it's worth a watch. I mean, if anything, like you may have hated the movie Sheree, but like this cursed episode is lit. So I
0: I, I can see that because sometimes the movies that I'm like in yeah, about have a better history of what happened behind the scenes than what happened in front of the <laughs> camera, and I'm like. Why couldn't
2: we inverse it? Why
1: couldn't we? Just inverse <laughs> <it>? <laughs> yeah, that's
2: yeah. Cool. yeah I, there, there's so much stuff like, but I don't want to blow it if you guys are gonna watch it. But there was a lot of that was the most the, the to me the craziest thing just because you know, he he made that... that The movie's partially known for that incredible special effect with that decapitation because it was so on point for the time and so realistic. And then, like, his girlfriend gets decapitated right after filming, like, by that street sign. I, too much.
0: <laughs> this film has one of my favorite decapitations. And I've seen that a lot because it's a go-to in horror now. Like, we, we've been spoiled. Everybody's getting beheaded. Um, and even in medieval shit, because we're just like, yeah, no, we're over this king. <laughs> This is one of my favorites. But that's when I leaned forward and was like, maybe it is worth the journey. And then we went back to it being things we could have like summarized for a minute. (laughs) And I was like, okay.
1: (laughs) Trey doesn't like travel. It's fine.
0: I love travel, but I don't know. Watch two people travel who just met when they could have just had a phone call. Like you could call that nun and be like, is that father there? She'll be like, no. Um, You know where he is. Yes. Where is he? Okay, I'll call that place. Thank you, Nun.
2: Mhm. <laughs> can can't.
1: but he couldn't talk. So how are they going to get information?
0: But somebody there for the right politician and the right amount of money would have gladly given him all the stuff. Like
2: <laughs> And <can laughs> we examined the white privilege of like Gregory Peck flying home first class after that with an armful of knives in first class. <laughs>
0: Listen, listen! I can't have a full tube of toothpaste in my carry-on. He's got knives. You know how much mouthwash I've thrown out. <laughs> I mean, he's got knives,
1: <laughs> and not just like kitchen, like steak knives. They're like sabers, like
0: listen.
2: ceremonial, sacrificial knives.
0: <laughs> like-, I been like, "Are you going to the Renaissance fair, good sir?" What the fuck, like?
1: <laughs> I will say, I did, I did think it was funny the, when they're at the town in jerusalem and the guy's like explaining to him how to kill his son and he's like so you have to stab him here and then you have to radiate outwards eight inches apart for and i was like how do, you gotta have a met this is this is some in-depth shit you gotta have a tape measure you gotta have temperature gauge you gotta make sure it's in the right like you gotta know the anatomy of the body like you can have to five six people just to kill this kid
0: that's too much. Like, I look at that, like I look at food TV when I'm like, this is too complicated already. I'm not going to make this. I'm going to just go ahead and order a burger. Thanks. <laughs> I I realized that because it took me a minute to realize this is Gregory Peck because I, I don't look at things before I watch the movie because I don't want to know stuff. And I'm like, this act looks familiar. Um, it was Gregory Peck as the main character. And it made me realize I had never seen him at that age point. I'd always seen him in like the clips from like the Turner Classic movies and those studio lot pictures. And so I was like, oh, he did get older. That makes sense. And I just felt like such a bad theater kid because I took all those like film classes, rest And I'm like, I don't know, who Gregory Peck is at the age of 35. <laughs> so...
2: <laughs>
0: another reason my student loans should be forgiven um, <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah I I didn't recognize him at first either but
0: once I figured it out he has the eyes because like his eyes were with him forever because um, people be like oh he's so hot, and I was like yeah yeah that's cool um, back then probably he was a smokehouse but like I, I'm like okay um, I was more of a Cary Grant girl and a Jimmy Stewart girl, obviously, because I I seem to have a type. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I
2: love it. I love yeah, it. Yeah, I didn't recognize anybody either. I did think the um the reporter guy. I thought he was the British dude from the Jeffersons. That's why I. Thought- <laughs> I was to he some does things.
1: look familiar, though. I was like, I think I know that haircut he, somewhere.
0: He looks so familiar. Even his picture is an older person. David Warner looks familiar. I know I've seen him in at least 90 things. And I'm like, uh. uh. Yeah. Right. He's
1: <laughs> like, probably like left henchman on the right and the fifth down He He's had names.
0: Man. I'm getting his filmography on Wikipedia. Hold, please. Like, <laughs> I've seen him in so many places. Because, he, yeah, he's a classic trained actor, so lots of Shakespeare in these movies. I'm seeing that. Um, mm-hmm. A Doll's House. Okay. Mm. Mm-hmm. Of course, The Omen. We just saw that. Um, Age of Innocence. Uh, mm-hmm. Nightwing. Yeah. Time Bandits. Um, mm-hmm. He did a Hansel and Girl in 87. And my best friend is a vampire. That's probably why I'm thinking I know him from mostly, because I saw that as a kid. He did some Star Trek stuff. Um... Teenage Min- Ninja Mutant Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze. We've all seen that. That is our yeah. children. That's, that's probably where I've
1: <laughs> seen it before.
0: Yeah. Like, he's got so much shit that I, we've all seen on this Wikipedia page because he worked forever. And I was like, he looks familiar. He
1: was in Titanic.
0: <laughs> he was in Titanic. He's like Spicer Lovejoy. Damn it. <laughs>
1: he's what?
0: He was Spicer Lovejoy in Titanic and the same year in Scream 2.
1: Oh, well, then, okay. Yeah, that's where. Yeah. I hey, he what's.
2: what's- he was Sydney's he's, teacher in Scream Two.
0: Gus Gold, yep, the one who told her to do it.
2: Oh wow, my That's mind him, the one who told. That's one like,
1: <laughs> of my favorite. His keys. name was
0: Gus Gold the whole time too. League of Gentlemen's Apocalypse. Um, yeah, he's got so much. And I was like, like,
1: "Say it like you believe it." Mary Poppins returns.
0: I didn't see it, but I know some of y'all saw Mary Poppins. I Return. saw Mary
1: Poppins Return. returns. Who is he?
2: In I that? did. I did.
1: He
0: played Admiral Boone.
1: Oh, I wasn't uh, that memorable, so I no. don't. <laughs> <laughs> I remember Lin Manuel, and I remember that other lady. I can't think of her name right now. <laughs> oh
0: damn! He was in a Christmas Carol. Um, he did a Frankenstein oh. in '84. Yeah, he's everywhere because I, oh, wow. I know I've seen him.
1: Titanic I, and Scream too. I mean, that's uh, that's that's it right there.
2: yeah. Uh, and now I totally see peaks.
1: it. Now that you say it, and and it's the eyes. I see it. It is eyes
0: three episodes of Twin Peaks, which I've never finished, but I know everybody else has seen it. Um, have, Tell Us From I the Crypt.
1: Oh. People
0: like that and I tried a couple times. I think I'm just not old enough for it yet. I watched the enough- first
1: episode and it was just too it was like, I don't understand right? what is reality anymore. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and he's a voice actor. Hot damn. He's done Spider-Man, Batman Animated, um, Iron Man, Gargoyles, Freakazoid. Um Gargoyles.
1: He's- That brings me back
0: cardinals um men in black the series which i forgot happened like
1: (laughs) it did happen i remember that shit it wasn't that good but i remember it he
0: came back for batman beyond too he's like i haven't had enough batman i'll be back um so yeah he's he's been everywhere and i'm like he looks familiar
1: (laughs) right good for him good for a working actor we love to see it
0: Love to see. It. He was in Doctor Who, and I looked. That's
1: him right I in the figured. Face. He's a British actor. He is in Doctor Who somewhere.
2: Everyone's in Doctor Who. <laughs> You'd be
0: surprised. I've got my eye on four British husbands, and none of them have been in it yet. And I'm like, if you don't drive that Tardis, what we doing? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <I'm>
2: like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my, but. my husband is British, and do you know he's like never ever watched the show? <gasps> so, yeah, That's so I know. I know. <laughs> We're very... has
1: some words for him. I know. <laughs> 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 uh, I, I, I'm not a big Doctor Who fan. Either, but yeah, not I we have are. watched it. I have watched some of it. So I have I, tried many times.
0: I didn't expect to love it. And then I just sort of came to and my credit card was out and about and I had T-shirts and a TARDIS dress and a TARDIS <laughs> cardigan. Like, it. you don't send for the Doctor. The Doctor sends for you. Like... Mm. <laughs> When they're ready, hey, you'll know. Matt
1: Smith can send for me anytime, okay? And I will be there on first class, driving home tried, with some knives.
0: I tried to watch House of the Dragon for him because he was all like, "I have too many sex scenes." I'm like, "Well, I'm going back in." Um, <laughs> and I watched the first episode. It was like, "That's not enough sex scenes." I'll
1: just <laughs> that's <cuts> later. Um, <laughs> when, when I binged it, Sheree, I'm like, "Okay, Sheree, watch episode three, right? episode that's- six.
0: the first episode was not i was not the audience and so i left and people were like it's so great like was it great for you
2: (laughs) it's like like, okay like i like it and but like he's not the sex happens around him like you know it's he's not like Um,
1: if you want to see him in some hot sex scenes he um who wrote the book the cabaret is based Christopher
0: on Christopher Isherwood. It. He was playing Christopher Isherwood in a made-for-TV British movie. Yes, and
1: it's on. It was on Netflix, and it has some hot scenes in it. Mm. She was on Hulu
0: once upon a time too. I, I synced
2: it.
1: It was a good time. <laughs> I recommend yeah. any any Matt Smith fans out there. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think I, I
2: I think you actually see his bare bum in The Crown. You do. His- I have
1: I have paused that screen many times.
0: Nobody <laughs> ever told me that. I'm gonna watch the crown now. Thanks. It's me. just the first
1: it's just the first season, so you just gotta watch the first season.
2: Yeah.
0: I think I saw the first episode once upon a time, and I was like, I'm not the audience. Um yeah. You're, you, but I don't think you'll opinions. love
1: the show. I-, I could tell you the episode if you want, the time thank stamp. you.
0: Cause I love Olivia <laughs> Coleman. I love Olivia Coleman, but I was like, I think that this might be too British for me, which says a lot because I am uh like I will figure out what you're saying later. I'm sipping my tea. Let's do it. Um, but I was like, this is too British. I feel like I'm I'm gonna see myself out. What?
2: <laughs> no, we, we like The Crown. That's all my husband's watching because you know he he loved the the late departed Queen Elizabeth II. So if we're not watching news about the funeral, we're watching The Crown. So uh, yeah. you know, it's 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 weird. It hits different for people like. You know, from Britain and stuff like that, but it's certainly the pageantry is fierce, honey. That that wardrobe, like all the guards around the 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 coffin, I'm like, girl, yes. that
1: crown, I was like, ma'am. <laughs> I, <laughs> RuPaul, eat your heart out. <laughs>
0: right? Like I, I don't know enough about the monarchy. I mean, I know what we all know, which is the basics, which we won't just bring up on this podcast. This right. Podcast. Um, <laughs> but I will say that, like, within five minutes of me being awake that day, because I wake up and I'm like, is Joseph Quinn doing anything today? I um, mean, Twitter <laughs> was like, different British queen. And I'm like, what? Um, they had the conspiracy theories going. They were like, BBC changed head the header to black. They interrupted the program, which they haven't done in 50 years. We think mm. it's London Bridge. I'm like, what is London Bridge? Is it Fergie? And they're like, no, bitch. London Bridge <laughs> is <the> queen's <laughs> down. And I was like, ah! And like, her family's on the way. And I'm like, ah! And I'm like, I, I, if this is not real, that queen is going to be pissed that Twitter presumed she was dead for a whole mm. morning. And then she was. And then Twitter all of a sudden was like, we got jokes. Joseph Queen killed the queen.
1: Oh!
0: <laughs> Um and it was a good video. I I almost had a little palpitation because he winked. Um so yeah I <laughs> <laughs> he did. <laughs> I was like I'm taking me out too, little bastard. Like, um, so, yeah. But, oh, like,
1: no. Lord. <laughs> but yeah, I I like the crown. I I haven't watched all of it. I need and I haven't even gotten to the good part with Diana. So I got to get to that part.
0: I. As a child, I knew I loved Diana. I don't think we get a choice in that. As Black oh. children, we're like, we don't know nothing about the monarchy, but we know Diana suffered. And it's like, okay. Like, <laughs> and that's all I know.
2: <laughs> G- Gays too, we have to love Diana. There, yes. There's just no choice, yeah. <laughs>
0: I want to track the Diana to Meghan Markle pipeline for all of us who are not the swiping.
2: <laughs> because I feel and like he like, was
1: like, on his dating apps, be like, you must be like my mother. Exactly, it's not the same skin color, clearly, but like you no. gotta be like her intentionally. Because
0: Twitter's shady, they put up an outfit that she wore, um, the black outfit with the red. I like, that. that. Yes, they put it next the, Diana wearing almost the exact same fit, and I was like, y'all bitches. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs>
2: The shade, the subtle shade, the pageantry, I I don't know. There's a lot to take in with all
1: this. Yeah, it's so much drama. I think that's why The Crown works so much, so well, because there's just, love or hate the monarchy, whatever, but there's just so much drama in everything that they do. They take a shit and people care about it. Like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. I
0: aspire. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they take a shit and it's like on the pr- the front page. Lady- Queen Elizabeth has shit twice today, and it's like
0: <laughs> Twitter would have known because again, Twitter was on it. Twitter, I was like, I also am an unemployed person at home, but hot damn, do all y'all have the cable? Like, what kind of package you got? I can't afford cable. What? Like, <laughs> because they were like header change on BBC. News anchors are wearing black now. They don't just always wear black. Um, programming interrupted. We know programming doesn't get interrupted on BBC. And I'm like, you are, what is this scandal hit board on Twitter? And I couldn't stop scrolling. I got no work done that day.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, back to the omen. Uh, (laughs) Now we get into some hot takes. Does anyone have any notes before we do hot takes? Anything we need to talk about?
0: I can clarify one of my notes real quick. I feel like this has a franchise, and I don't know if there's enough in this one movie, let alone... Um, enough to make 50-11 movies in a reboot. I disagree. You made that clear because <laughs> you're a tourist. Um, you were like, I don't understand The Brood. <laughs> I'm missing some of these other gems. I just do
1: stand. I like- understand The Brood. I just don't. No, it's not for me. This ain't for you. That's not for me. I will say there's only three. There's well, three in all of the original thing because there's one as him as a ba- as a kid. He's a teen in the second one. He's an adult in the third one. Ew, and then there's okay. the reboot.
0: I, I think when I googled it, is it was like seven movies.
1: Is there more? Oh God!
0: So it's like seven, <laughs> let me re Google because like I do. Be Amazon taking... has
1: only given me three. <laughs>
0: Amazon got tired of him. Uh, so Amazon's <laughs> like, we get it. He's evil. What?
1: <laughs> but is it like Amityville where it's like there's sequels? But there's are they sequels?
2: I don't think it's
0: like that. I think it's like, we're going to put this title on this and y'all going to call it good. And they were like, we won't. (laughs) Um, I'm Mm re-googling. Oh, this is just the first one. I don't want the first one. I want the whole franchise.
1: Okay, now there's four.
0: What was I googling?
1: (laughs) (laughs) There's Damien. There's the omen. and there's Damien, omen 2. Then there's the final conflict, which is him as an adult. And then there's Omen for the awakening. <laughs> I'm really? sure that one is trash. Absolute garbage. It
0: sounds like it. Yeah.
1: Because <laughs> yeah, the first one is him a kid, second one's him as a teenager, and the third one is him as an adult. And apparently, he becomes the president from what this poster is telling me. But uh
0: that's too soon. That's way too <laughs> soon. I don't want to see that fourth one.
1: <laughs> uh but yeah, I I it so far the secret. Sequ- I will say, okay. So and I'm not done with the sequel yet, so it may turn to trash. I don't know, but so far in the sequel, he's been adopted by dad's brother, because dad is dead. Um, he's been adopted by dad's brother and kept his last name, and he has the dad's brother has a son, so now he has like a counterpart. And not the, a good son. And in the first scene, the first part of it. The woman i can't think of her name but she if you watch Beetlejuice, juice she's the secretary who's like the old lady who's like you can sit there you know um anyway she don't like damien she's like fuck damien get this get (laughs) my grandson away from him and then he'd go to separate schools and she just died so (laughs) from a heart attack oh yeah when a crow flew in her bedroom
0: I mean, I would also fall out of a crow flew into my bedroom. Like, I'm not going to lie. I shit myself a little bit. Um. Um,
1: Yeah, I I like it so far. Uh, The women are given a little more agency in this than I've noticed. I mean, the bar was set pretty low.
0: Listen, Kathy was just like, let me know if I can speak today. Um.
1: (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I'm liking the sequel so far. But, yeah. I get it. It's not Sheree's cup of tea. Mm -hmm. It's not her scone or cup of tea.
0: Nap, nap, nap. Look.
1: (laughs) All right, now we're ready for hot takes.
0: Yes. All
1: right, let's get spicy. Uh, (laughs) Stan, what's your hot take?
2: My hot take is this. So I fall somewhere in the middle of you two. Like I didn't love it and I didn't hate it, but I do think my enjoyment of the film would have been much enhanced if there were any sexy, hot people in it. I mean, <laughs> I, I you call me trash. I, I, I love trash. I, I, I love like exploitation cinema and stuff like that. So, you know, I, I'm used to my horror having lots of like boobs, blood and mayhem and, this was a little bit too uh, upper crust for me, but. Uh. <laughs>
1: yes. Listen, yes. that hell nanny could have pulled out some moves now. She could have been like, hello, Listen, Your wife I'm is right. dead. I might have killed her, but you know.
0: <laughs> Listen, like the reporter who I assume is single because he just like takes off and leaves. Um, He could have been getting it in because we have all these side, we have all these side quests that I don't care about. Somebody could have gotten it in a couple times and I'd have been like, ooh, this side quest yeah. makes sense. What
1: I am I am glad there's no sexy priest in this movie because I just get real weird when I find like a sexy priest, like the exorcist. I'm like, I feel <laughs> like I gotta go to I don't even no. I'm not even Catholic, but I feel like I gotta go confess.
0: Like no. <laughs> if you want me to call you daddy, you need to give me a reason. <laughs> um make all the priests sexy. <laughs> like, it's like it should look like flea bag <laughs> when I'm done. <laughs> But yeah, like I, I also agree that if I had something, I someone I wanted to at least see a little bit more of, it would have been more fun. Cause yeah. maybe I wouldn't have felt how long it was, how I was looking at somebody, but Gregory Peck was not pecking at this point. He was a grandfather. <laughs>
1: um,
0: <laughs> so like, who we got? Nobody. Um, my hot take is, this is the first movie during the 70s trip that I didn't live for so far. Um, I'm hoping it's the only one, because we got a few more to go. Um, but at least we get to hang out with Stan, so it makes it worth it. I
2: <laughs> love you <okay>. guys. I <laughs> love you. <laughs> yes.
1: I, uh, so my hot take is, like I've said over and over, I really like this movie, but I will admit that this movie would not be nearly as good, even in my head, without the score. The score makes this film what it is. If you had taken that score out of it, it would not have been as good. It wouldn't even be half of as good. Like It would not be that good at all. But the score adds that layer that just catapults it. And I don't know. It's the, the 70s know how to do music.
0: Yeah the soundtrack is one of the things I would say from the burning building, because I thought about it. I'm like, what would I say? What are my compliments? And it's one of the things I would be like, let's save that, but I also get the fuck out. Um, we're not going to, this is us, us. We're not going to, this is us, us. I'm going to get out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the prosecution rests.
1: The defense rests. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, like as, as usual, I totally respect where you're coming from, strange I liked it, but here we are. It's not our first fight on fights on fears. It won't be our last fights on fears, I'm Mason. sure. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All
1: right, y'all. Well, that is our thoughts on many, many, many things, <laughs> including the British monarchy, uh, the crown, and many things, as well as the movie The Omen. Thank you so much, Stan, for joining us again. We love to have you on the show. Oh,
2: it's always so much fun. Thank you guys.
1: Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> So next week, we'll be covering Invasion of the Body Snatchers with Gina Radcliffe.
0: That one is a hit. Um, I saw it twice last year with Jazz. It's a hit, and I'm excited. We're going to go there as we continue this time in the 70s, which we really should have had a theme for so we could stop trying to vamp. I am (laughs) not made to ad lib while I'm drinking. (laughs) Look.
1: Yes, yes. Again, thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you to Stan. And as always, make sure that you stay fierce out there.
2: Bye. Bye.